Destination Medicine is a collaborative initiative of regional training hubs. With first-hand lessons learned from those who have gone before, this podcast is designed to assist and inspire anyone interested in pursuing a medical career in rural and regional Australia. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. These days, Dr Paul Lunny considers himself a jack-of-all-trades, and that's just how he likes it, using the wide skill set he's developed to care for his patients at Dubbo Family Doctors in Dubbo, New South Wales. He finds his GP role incredibly rewarding, and he loves living and working in such a welcoming rural community. Yet a rural setting wasn't quite what he had in mind when he set out in his GP training. Everything changed when, as a third-year medical student, he took a placement in Dubbo. He loved it, wanted to stay, and returned after qualification to settle in Dubbo as a practising GP. Paul Lunny tells Heather Dawson more about his journey from registered nurse in Sydney to rural doctor in Dubbo. When did Paul first realise that he wanted to study medicine? My original clinical training was as a registered nurse. I studied nursing through the University of Technology, Sydney. When I was working as an RN, along the way I met some very encouraging doctors at St George Hospital who took me under their wing. I suppose as a nurse I began to piece together a lot of the intricacies of individual medical histories and patient comorbidities and I just wanted to understand more and more became really interested in the pathophysiology and patient's health status. And I suppose at some point during my first couple of years as a nurse, I decided I wanted to do more study. At that time, I did consider a master's in nursing with a view to pursuing either the clinical nurse consultant or educator role versus considering studying medicine. And slowly, I came to head more towards medicine. And so here you are now. So how would you you describe your current role? Sure. I am currently a general practitioner working in Western New South Wales at Dubbo Family Doctors. And I've recently picked up a part-time academic role at the University of Sydney's School of Rural Health in Dubbo, where my main role is student support, but I'll also be providing some lectures in general practice. Can you remember when it was that you decided you'd be a general practitioner? Yeah, it was during my time at Dubbo School of Rural Health as a third-year medical student in 2013. It was during the community block, and up until that point, I had thought that I would pursue physician's training. Community block or GP placement really opened my eyes. I loved the variety and diversity of clinical presentations, and I had some really inspiring supervisors who loved their work love patient-centred care and were real patient advocates. So right through my internship and resident years and my first year of GP training, I did wonder whether I'd made the right choice, but now I know I was absolutely right to stay with general practice and would not choose to work in any other specialty. Well, what about the pathway that you took to fellowship and how you chose your GP college? What happened there? I did internship and residency at Dubbo Hospital and then applied to do GP training through the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, or RACGP, at the end of my intern year. I completed all my training in Western New South Wales, specifically in Dubbo and Gilgandra. I suppose I chose RACGP because at the time the 
training duration was shorter and it had less entry requirements compared to Acrum. The additional benefits of RACGP were that it has a larger membership base and a longer history compared with Acrum. I suppose I didn't consider what Acrum offered as less attractive, but RACGP definitely met my needs for what I was interested in at the time. Okay, so tell us, Paul, what took you to Dubbo? Mm. My background was completely city-based in Sydney up until that time, but I had an interest to see what was outside of metro areas, and I certainly thought it would be a good idea to build upon my clinical experience in Sydney to date and thought it would likely yield a a clinical well-roundedness. So I decided I'd come out west to Dubbo for a year. This was after completing what we call the Discovery Bus Tour at the University of Sydney, which as a second year medical student brings you out to Dubbo and Orange for a look around the health service and School of Rural Health campuses. And look, at that time, something just struck me about Dubbo. I wanted to see more of it. I wanted to get to know more about what it had to offer and was really attracted to see what Dubbo had for me as a community. I had a fantastic year here in Dubbo as a third year medical student and looked for every means I could to stay on in fourth year, but sadly that just wasn't possible. So I decided that I'd certainly come back as a doctor. The reason for that was that I just found Dubbo to be such a welcoming community, both the medical and wider sort of social community networks. There were plenty of lifestyle opportunities out here. And from a professional perspective, the clinical work was very broad and professionally satisfying. I found that as a clinician, I needed a wide skill set of expertise to meet patients' needs. And what I saw as a student, as I said, was enough to make me decide I'd come back. What also probably helped is that my partner came out with me, who was also a medical student at the time, and she was very keen to come back as a junior medical officer to work here in Dubbo. She was primarily allocated to Royal Prince Alfred Hospital for internship, but that's in the same network as Dubbo as as training hospitals. And so she actually ended up spending more of her first two years here in Dubbo than she did in Sydney. Well, looking back over your training, Paul, is there any piece of advice that you received that's stuck with you? There is one thing that I've never forgotten. So a local GP, Dr. Paul Roth, once said to me that as a medical student, we learn things for two reasons. One is to pass exams and the other is to become a good doctor. And I suppose sometimes these ideals are in unison and in step and other times they're in direct conflict and you just need to find the balance there. (laughs) So what's been your most rewarding role in what you've been doing and, and why? I think the role that I currently hold as a general practitioner is most rewarding as I'm able to see and make a positive difference in my patients' lives and truly help them. You do have their absolute trust and they're prepared to put their lives in your hands at times. They'll come to you in what is often a time of crisis for them with a broad range of healthcare needs and it really is a privilege and responsibility and a challenge at times to look after them. But overall, this is really a rewarding work. Well, challenges and rewards then of general practice? Sure. I mean, I suppose challenges, you never know what's going to come through the door. You really have to be able and ready to adapt at a moment's notice. You often will see people who don't have good access to primary or tertiary care, and you often see late presentations and increased comorbidities because of this. You also see things in a rural and regional setting that you won't see in urban settings. 
And patients will often not have the capacity or willingness to leave their community and travel long distances to seek care. I suppose the rewards, though, are that you get to practice a really broad scope of medicine because of this. And I suppose I see myself really as a jack of all trades. It's extremely rewarding to help people with a multitude of medical problems. And as I said before, the professional satisfaction you get from doing this is amazing. And it's really humbling to be a part of patient's care. Are there any other areas of medicine that you've sought additional training to add to your everyday practice? Sure. Two areas specifically. I did a diploma in child health, which has really helped me work with children in the primary care setting. Here in Dubbo, there can be a really long wait list to see a specialist paediatrician. And so it really has better prepared me to commence care, refer appropriately, and in fact, determine whether or not to refer children at all and hopefully reduce the requirement for specialist care as appropriate. I also undertook further training through RACGP and the Australasian College of Dermatology, completing a certificate in primary care dermatology. As I do consider dermatology underrepresented in medical student, junior medical officer and registrar training, yet it makes up such a large proportion of general practice presentations, about 20% in total. So it also improved my skills and confidence in managing dermatology presentations while planning to meet the immediate needs of my patients and once again avoid unnecessary referral. Again, there's a long waiting list for dermatologists in Dubbo, so I saw this as an asset for both myself and patients. What kinds of personality traits do you think are advantageous to working in general practice, Paul? I think primarily to be approachable and down-to-earth, someone patients can talk to about anything as they have to share really personal information at times. So just being caring and comprehensive in your approach and passionate about listening and the care you render is really important. Any advice you'd give to a junior medical officer considering a career as a GP? If general practice is your interest, go for it. If you love all facets of medicine, love cradle-to-grave medicine, then go for it. I would strongly, strongly encourage all junior medical officers to experience general practice early in their career. If they haven't as a student or their experience was limited, seek out opportunities now. An interest in preventative health, keeping people well, reducing the need for hospitalisation, as well as having an interest in managing complex comorbidities are all really good reasons to go into general practice. I do strongly recommend, though, if a JMO is not sure what they want to do or general practice is not their first choice, then don't just choose GP as a fallback. Instead, explore your options. Consider at the end of residency applying for a senior RMO year or a non-accredited training year just to get a flavour for what's out there. Give yourself time and the opportunity to find what your passion is and pursue it. And for medical students, what advice would you give to them? Something less along the lines of clinical or career type things. I'd just say you really do need to look after yourself. Career and job is important, but each person needs to look after their own self-care too. They need to maintain a social circle, best time in family and friends and keep an eye on the bigger picture. We have a job that has some really significant responsibilities and attracts a lot of respect, but don't forget you're also a person with needs that require fulfilling at times too. Sure. Anything else you'd recommend to the people listening to you now? I recommend that you consider doing a rural term as a student, if at all possible, as you'll have a much richer clinical experience 
try all opportunities available. Don't be afraid to change your mind. Uh, seek out that clinical area that you're interested in and love. As I said earlier, it wasn't until after completing my first year of GP training that I really knew I'd made the right choice. And I was confident that physician training was not for me for all the reasons that I've listed about what I find rewarding for general practice. So I know I've made the right choice. Each individual needs to find their own path to get there, though. Right. Well, final question, Paul. It's often said that mentors are really helpful people to see you through medicine. Do you have a mentor or have you had one? I've had a couple of mentors. As a medical student, I was involved in doing some research with Professor Rupert Leong, a gastroenterologist at Concord Hospital, and I loved it. He was really inspirational, encouraging, and even now I refer patients to him at times and just have this ongoing connection. You really never lose that. Dr. Paul Roth, a GP out here in Dubbo, was a mentor to me as a student and GP trainee, and he's now a really valued peer and colleague for myself, who I still turn to at times for professional advice. Everyone needs some guidance and support at times, and look, I was really fortunate to have that available to me when I was needed. So don't be afraid to reach out. Absolutely. Dr. Paul Lunny from Dubbo Family Doctors in New South Wales. This is Destination Medicine. Thanks for listening. Regional training hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program. 